We are live, ladies and gentlemen. What is Gucci Manucci's? Welcome to the Half Court Podcast. I am Darwin. We got AV behind the camera, and I got my guy, my homie, Oscar Hoyos. Hey, Darwin. It's good to be Loza. back. Is it Loza? It's Loza, baby. Okay, okay. Got it. I got it, man. Um, episode 10, man. This is crazy. You're already in episode 10, but before we talk about what you do and get into like your career and what you're going for and stuff like that, we're going to start off with something hot, something hot before it becomes cold, and that is the Super Bowl show. The Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl. So give me your thoughts on that, man. Man, with the Super Bowl, it was crazy. I really honestly believed San Francisco was going to win the whole thing. Only reason was San Francisco had the best defensive line that I've ever seen. Ah. All first-round draft picks. Defensive they, they, linebackers were phenomenal. Ah. They had Jimmy G. They were doing amazing things the whole way. Nobody believed in them except Coach O right they, here. They, they have a good defensive team. They're excellent, right? Uh, right. But I should have bet money with you, man. I, we should have bet money. Yeah, on man. You got well, the comeback kid, though. Like, you got the on, comeback kid. Mahomes. And it upsets me every time. Kansas City is down by 10 points every single game in the playoffs. Yeah. And they come back. Yeah. The comeback kid. Somebody once told me during the game, Kansas City's got them right where they want them when they were down by 10. And they were right. So let me tell you this. Did you see that play? Did you think that that, that it was like, Really close to, I want to say the third quarter. I could be wrong if, if I'm wrong. Correct mm -hmm. me. But where one of the San Francisco players stepped out of bound. And, mm, and, right. and uh, fuck, I think it was that play. Was it the San? No, no, I think it was the Chiefs. They stepped out of bounds, but he was still, I think it was Mahomes that was still able to make that touchdown, but they counted it as a touchdown when it was supposed to be out of bounds. That's what a lot of people right, were saying. Right, right. So I know which player you're talking about. Patrick Mahomes gives the ball, the wide receiver, he tries to run it in. He steps his foot out of bounds. What do you think right about that play? one yard line. That was a touchdown. Let me explain okay, why. Okay, a lot okay. of people don't know this. People still believe you're out right when you get out. No, it's right where the ball is placed. So the moment you hit, stick your arm out, that is an extra at least three feet. So that's why they gave him the touchdown. It's where the ball is when you step out of bounds. Okay. So he might have stepped out at the one-yard line, but the ball was over the plane. So even though I was rooting for him to miss it, for it to go to fourth down, it was still a legal touchdown. All so right. So that's where people got confused, and I can understand why. All right. Congratulations to the Chiefs. They deserve it. You know, but I'm going to talk about the half the halftime show. That, that really... Got me on one. That's why I'm repping the Puerto Rico. You know, the Super Bowl halftime mm -hmm. show got me acting unusual. But what did you think about the Super Bowl halftime performance? Halftime performance, great women representing Latin America and also representing many parts of the world. Because not only do they sing in English, Spanish, but there was also a little bit of Arabic, a little bit of Portuguese and many different languages throughout the entire world that people have not taken credit of. A lot of people were not big fans of it. And I don't know why you have gorgeous women, their forties and fifties that are doing things that women that are in their twenties cannot do at all. Exactly. This is the real question. Who got a stiffy? <laughs> Who got a stiffy I'm during that? My head now for right now. <laughs> All right, so here is my problem with that. So I thought that performance was amazing. You know, it's something different. They did a, a, a perfect a spectacular. Like I couldn't ask for anything better than that. Why, when I go to Twitter, 
everybody's talking about it, like in a negative way. Not only Twitter, it was Facebook because you know that Facebook has like the old people, you know, the, yeah. you know, your, your right, mid right, right. 30s, 40s, and, you know, 60s. And then you got the Twitter, which is the young. They're being racist as fuck, huh? Say what? They're being racist as fuck. Brother, <laughs> this was out of this world. And you want to know where I saw all the complaints and tweets? Like, if I go to comments right now, there's a couple of comments, and I'm going to. Maybe, you know, link up here, um, put, put it here on the, right, right, on the right. screen. There was a couple of comments of old ladies saying, oh, this was inappropriate. This was not for my kids. This was not, you know, what is this? Uh, uh, they, they're putting anybody in the halftime show. Like, these were people that shop every day at Bass Pro Shop. These are people that wear new balances from <laughs> Kmart. And Kmart is closed. Right. They're not open anymore. So Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is so the deal? This, so this is what upset me a little bit. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back you up on this. When they said that they're putting complete nobodies out there, when they're putting people that don't deserve to be on there, number one, if you didn't know this, Shakira, every, trying, every single time she drops an album, she is the number one selling artist in the entire world. At least 22 countries Brother. purchased the album. That's why I said world. More countries buy her album every time it drops. Than any other performing artist. Did you watch? Did you world. watch that halftime performance? Yeah. She played the guitar. She played the fucking the drums. She sang English, Spanish, Arabic. She did her Colombian dance, her ritual mm -hmm. thing. She did yeah, a, a lot lie. of things. She shaked her ass. She still got it. And she don't even got that much ass. She shaked Bro, that she thing. Shaked it better than J Lo. She yeah. out shaked J Lo. Like I like them petite. Petite bitches. <laughs> so I don't know what is the deal. Like, why are you mad at that when you have cheerleaders? They're cheerleaders for the Cowboys and like all these big teams. They're fucking naked. They're I was there. waiting for Los Tigres del Norte to pop up in that motherfucker. Bro. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I like. And then Maroon, know. the guy from Maroon 5 last year. Right. He took off his shirt. He had these he models and dancers touching him. Was that inappropriate? I didn't see anybody tweet about that. No, I didn't see any, anybody tweet about that either. But, uh, see, I don't really understand this. The NFL has given people opportunities that have not been seen in generations. That's a switch, it's, right? It's a they're following, they're, they know what the trend is. Exactly. Which, and a lot, uh, a lot of people have The Latin not, community yeah, is, the is, Latin is raising. Community. So it got introduced to Bad Bunny. A lot of people have no idea who Bad Bunny is, but they finally introduced him. He's even going to be in the NBA, NBA uh, game for the All-Stars. So right. a lot of people don't know who these people are, so they're giving opportunities to people that have never received an opportunity of this caliber. Exactly. And I think it's phenomenal, not only for the Hispanic community, but for the entire world and the entire diaspora, because people are finally getting opportunities that have never been seen before. Now, I like the difference. I like the change. It's not just the same thing that we've seen over and over and over again. And it's exciting so, for people. Let me, let, me, let me tell you what's the problem here for all the people that were criticizing it, these white entitled people right so these guys are afraid of change because clearly that was a great performance it was something different and a lot of tweets were like oh you know why are we having these latino people here and having these change you guys are afraid of change because you guys have been working for a company for 20 plus years looking at, you're looking forward to get your social security check and when you see a change you're not used to it you don't like the change because you just used to waking up to your nine to five job and you're just salty that there was a different change in the Super Bowl. That's all it was. That's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can yeah. About it. A lot of different people. You don't, you haven't traveled. 
All you travel is to Louisiana to the cornfield. It was probably just, like that's the the real conservative. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's what makes it fun. You know? Nah, so, bro. Like, yeah, it's it's just it's just nah. I just think it's just. It, it, they went a little too overboard on it. I don't think it was a big deal for everybody to no, be it, commenting. No, 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 At the end of the day, it's freedom of speech, though, so they can do whatever the fuck they want. That's really, what I'm saying, though. that's why I'm saying it here too. I'm just making sure right. I make a statement here, and some people also need to get educated because they were confusing the Puerto Rican flag with the Texas flag. The tweets were hilarious. The tweets were hilarious. And Puerto Rico's part of the United, like part it of the United, part United States. It is part of the United States, but then. I saw a meme that somebody, you know, photoshopped the meme of Donald Trump saying, look, all this happened. Hey, at least you got papers, man. Be quiet. <laughs> what are you complaining about his flag being in the Super Bowl and shit? There's people out here that can't even get a job. Yo, I'm just saying, like, we need to stop complaining, bro. Ever since we have social media, I, we just need to stop complaining. That's it was a hell of a show. It was a hell of a show. It was, yeah, it was a hell of a show, for sure. But let's just jump on to the next thing, man. Um, we still going to be popping, period. Latino gang, period. Um, all right, Oscar, let's just talk about what you do and uh, what are your plans for the future. So kind of tell everybody what you do and what are your plans. Right. So what a lot of people don't know this about me is I'm one of the athletic directors in Oklahoma City Public Schools. I rep it out as much as I can, try and make sure that a lot of people uh, are actually in support of Oklahoma City Public Schools because it doesn't have the greatest name in the world. So I'm tr- primarily targeting middle school and even younger students to get them more in athletics because a lot of people don't know this. 99% of student athletes graduate from high school. Student athletes have higher GPA, test scores, and everything else in between than a regular student. So my job is primarily trying to work with other organizations, Oklahoma Cleats for Kids, Fields and Futures, try and make sure that we have better fields in Oklahoma City public schools to make sure that- For reals, bro, because when I went to Roosevelt, we had some shitty uniforms. Yeah. They were probably there for like years, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. Like years. the numbers were falling off of them and shit. Like, so your your job is part to just make sure everything's so, on point. Right. So my job is to make sure that every single child has the opportunity to play the sports that they want to play. So if that means they want to participate in golf, something that's not not a big thing, I want to try and give them that opportunity. Try and give them more things, not even in non-athletic events like. I'm trying to, I've already started a chess club for some of the schools. Try and make sure that kids have opportunities where they've never seen them before. Because I grew up in Oklahoma City Public Schools. Aaron grew up in Oklahoma City Public Schools. So I remember my childhood growing up, we didn't have nothing. They're not the best, huh? It's not, so that's why I'm saying it had always had a bad name, right? Like nobody wanted to go to I OKC think it's one of the worst, no? Like, huh? Yeah, so a lot public, of people, I mean, it's, it's, it's up there. Like, it's like when I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put it like this. When I went to Roosevelt, it was like a prison, bro, to be honest. Like, there was people selling drugs in that bitch. That was, mm-hmm. like, it was bad, bro. Like, for a, a young, innocent kid to walk into that, one day it was uh, in the music class. It was a new teacher. They put the, uh, it was like this kid that had just got out of jail. So he had, like, the ankle monitor and shit. Yeah. And uh, this dude, the teacher took him outside. So his homie grabbed, a, uh, like, a, key, a piano or whatever put it on the door, locked it, and then all the kids started just throwing shit in the middle of the class. Like, the tubas, violins, desks, they started punching the wall, threw, like, took the insulation out. Madness, Madness bro. Like, when the, the officer and everybody finally came through and, and, like, opened the door, the teacher came in and saw the pile of just shit in the middle, and then all the students just, like, sitting down in their desk. 
like or in the, or in the chair because all they start throwing desks wow. and everything. Because that, the, the, that's just the school culture that was implemented for years. Like it was just like, like it was bad, bro. Issues, culture issue, you know, like, gangs, gangs was a big one. Like yeah. at the time, it was like Central and Southside. So, like like sports, you know what I'm saying? People ain't looking at fucking. Like, the ones that do sports, they're, they they just, I mean, they get lucky or I don't know, bro. But for the most part, it was like, I'm telling you, that kid had just got out of jail, had an ankle monitor, like, so. And and it's disturbing to hear all these stories. And, you know, I always have to tell kids, like, what I came from is I graduated from OKCPS. I had a full ride scholarship for athletics. So sports really helped me out a lot to try and make sure where I am. So that's why I wanted to try and come back, better help out our kids, make sure that they at least have an opportunity to go there. Teach them about different skills, different opportunities, such as barber colleges, such as mechanics, and different ways that our kids, because we have 46,000 students in OKCPS, we got to make sure that these kids graduate and these kids are able to make sure that they make a difference. Yeah, so that's my main thing, and I think sports is a way that we can better help out. Unfortunately, also like with sports, we also have a lot of tragedies. One of the biggest tragedies obviously happened in Los Angeles, but it came in here and more more as well with... uh, with the passing of Rachel Freeman just this past week. So how crazy would like how many uh, students were involved in that incident? So, if I'm not mistaken, uh, sports, sports bring people together. It really does. Uh, what, what I always tell people is if you ever go somewhere, just try and learn about the sport. You know, just learn one thing. That way you're able to have a communication. You better learn another culture because every time that I go somewhere like, uh, Spain, I just learned about one sports team around the area. We just have a conversation. I, I get to meet new people. But the crazy thing is what happened in Moore is they were having a cross-country practice. There were nine students that were running to get better for their season. We had a senior by the name of Rachel Freeman. She was ranked the third best runner in the state this year, last year. and was ranked number one three years ago. Had a full ride to any college she wanted to go to. And um, a parent was intoxicated behind the wheel and hit nine students. And Rachel was unfortunately the student that passed away. Um, so it's a tragic moment here in Moore, but we're still strong here in Oklahoma because we're more and more strong. We're yeah, man. Moore has gone through a lot of shit. Yeah, like that tornado that hit. Mm-hmm. Then now this incident. That's that's crazy. And you want to know the craziest part, too? I was reading about it. And I thought automatically when you like kill people, especially if you're driving under the influence, people that I've known, well, not known, but seen scenarios of that. Right. They do life in prison because you are driving under the influence. Plus you killed somebody. I've had I've seen those. But this guy, because of his color skin, gets a a million dollar bond. What, uh, What time of day did that happen? Oh, I man, was in the evening. Sure. I mean, it wasn't like late, late. It was like, uh, I want to say around, ooh, maybe like uh, four, yeah, maybe. Yeah, four to six. Around that, around that time. Yeah. So this guy gets a million dollar bond, which he only has to pay 25% of that, which still ends up being like, what, 50000 Is it 25 or 10%? I think it's 10%. I heard it was 25. So, yeah, he's not going to get that shit. He's about to be in that bitch. No, he's going to be in jail for a long time. I'm gar- going to guarantee I know he's not going to get that, but still, the fact yeah. that they gave him a bond, like, come on. Yep. Like, Crazy. Really? America. America, there you go. That's it. That's yeah, just... Well, uh, what I heard, too, is one. Uh, he also hit uh, one of the children that were running was actually one of his own children. So I... I t- 
That's the thing, man. Some people are just sick in the head. And, and going, like, going back to the Oklahoma City public schools thing, like, unfortunately, this area, like, southwest Oklahoma City, you know, all the, uh, like, a lot of trouble. People fucking live here, you know, a lot of people on drugs, a lot of drug dealers, a lot of... So, imagine, like, these kids are going to school. Uh, yeah, like, it's crazy, man. Like It, it creates that, like, dark... It does. That dark, you know, you grew up just on that, like, your mindset is different. You just want to just do mm-hmm. fucking well, easy right. shit, and a lot of people rob people, people, and, like, yeah, just street shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it does. It's happen. unfortunate because, like, mo- a lot of the, the athletes end up, like, let's say they're doing really good in football or whatever. They end up getting involved in that shit, and then it's like... That's it. That's it. Messes they're, up they're, the whole thing. Their, yeah. their dreams and futures streets. are done. Yeah. They, they, like, uh, Stevie, uh, Steve, were you familiar with Stevie Clark? Yeah. See, he was like a full ride over to uh, Oklahoma State from Douglas and he got messed up. uh, uh, He started getting involved with a lot of things he shouldn't have. And while he should have been focusing in basketball, now he's what, 25 years to life in jail, incarcerated. But crazy stuff happened, man. I mean, that's why I'm trying to make comeback, trying to make sure that kids have an opportunity and get them out of this situation. Because a lot of people don't realize more than 60 percent of our kids have some form of trauma in Oklahoma City Public Schools. So I mean, it's forty what forty six thousand, four at least sixty percent of those kids have some kind of trauma. That means you know living with one parent, and that parent probably has two or three jobs, so they're hardly ever home. That means you know being involved in gangs. They, yeah, they and sports is a, is is a great way so, to for escape right, right, right. escapism, keep you you yeah. know distracted and focus on what you want to do. Yeah. Well, and, and the, 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 the like that respect for that, bro, because that is shit. That's that you're changing. You're changing the world, really. Yeah, you know, I like that's that a, I see really that shit. like people. You know that you're what they say, granito arena. That's a big one, bro, because yeah. he's in there. Basically, he dedicates his life to changing some a big issue that a lot of people. Don't, don't even think about bro you know what i'm saying a lot of people just get drunk they get high they don't even they don't want to think about that shit they're just like i can't they control from, you know what i'm saying i can't I, that's i can't change it but if we had a bunch of motherfuckers like him you know what i'm saying like yeah i think uh yeah it's definitely um you're you know you're doing something and it's something you you like and love and it's just keeping yeah, exactly. it's saving a kid at the end of the day yeah, it's keeping and, them distracted you and, know from, uh, well, well i'm still here on the topic like thank you when is cancer he's opened up a charter school here in, in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. So I always tell people, every time that you open up a brand new school door, that means you're basically closing down a prison. He's going to try and do, he's doing those great things and bring him back to Oklahoma City where we really do need help. Yeah. Number 46 in the entire country in education. So it's got to get better. You got to yeah. do better things. And I see the energy, man, on, on his snaps mm-hmm. when you you post with your students and like they're winning gold medals and just all that good and jazz. Just keep on winning. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, the, that's the thing. Whenever you go to school, basically the teachers become your parents, you know, your mentors. Yeah. So you got to have people that are good exactly. to, to be mentoring these people because that's what happens. A lot of times the teachers are getting underpaid so that when they go into work, they're looking at it as a job, not necessarily as a you know, and I'm not, there's a lot of teachers that that are doing great. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, if we're 46, you said 46. 46 in the nation. That means that there's like, probably a lot of teachers I not really giving a fuck, bro. You know, they're just. You know, it does upset me. Like because we're so low, a lot of great teachers don't work for us. They don't. I mean, we get a lot of teachers that have zero experience in education. Yep. And they, that's the crazy thing. Like they have zero experience, and then they go and throw them in the jungle. Like that teacher was new. The, the, the that I'm telling you about. And it, he's a brand new teacher. He doesn't, and then he comes his third day, and they do him like that. Like, 
He's like, what the fuck? Like, have you seen that movie Freedom Riders? Yeah. Freedom Riders. Same exact fucking story right there is going on right now in every public school. It's nuts, bro. It's bad, man. It's bad. It's bad. It's it's hard working in the district, but I love it every single day. You know, it's what I tell people is you got to find the uh, place that's best for you. You know, God's got a path. God has a path for you. And this is the path that he chose for me. And I love going to work every single day. It's not a job for me. It's helping out kids, and that's what I love to do. Like, I went to a, uh, I interviewed at a Christian school. I really did, and, and you know, they were so great. The kids, they were well-behaved, no problem, but I was so bored. There were no problems. There was no action. There was no fun, and then you work here in the city. They teach that's you That's crazy. You're doing the whoa. You're doing absolutely <laughs> everything you want to do. It's, it's fun every day for me, but that's just me. Yeah. And they, I mean, these kids have to have people that they can relate to. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Somebody that they can see and they're like, they, they, you can, they can see themselves in that person, you know? Because yeah. that, that was a problem with like that teacher. He was a white dude. He was older. He was like, he, was tr- he would try to be funny, but he was just corny. So it was just like... They hated his ass, bro. You know what I'm saying? They were just like, wait, why? I'm not going to listen to this motherfucker. But if it was a dude, let's say you, you were a teacher. You know what I'm saying? They look at you and they're just, they can relate more. They're, you know, they can. So that's. I think, yeah, being a teacher is just not only. uh, Kind of just motivated me to be a fucking teacher, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just not like uh, just teaching. I think you got to understand your students too. like take the time. Yeah. That's why and I tell people you gotta build relationships first. Exactly. That way, when they when when it's your turn to teach him, they go into your class. They're excited, like, "Oh shit, what you know, Professor yeah. Oscar is doing today? You know, like, what is he gonna teach us?" And shit Instead like of that. being like, "Fuck, I, I gotta go." I, I had like two teachers that were like that, man. Uh, so like, you know, it was the art class, which that was already fun, but he came in with a crazy energy, you know. So it was like that, ha- ha- like motivated me. And then it was uh, my math teacher too. He came in with an excellent like energy. So that kind of, you know, motivated, motivated me to count, you know, to learn, you know, yep. the math. And I was like, shit, I got to learn how to count my money right and shit since I'm going to be making it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I was motivated. And if you respect your teacher, you're, you're yeah, going to learn. Respect, you know, you're yeah. going to learn. Like, it's, it's, you're there. You're there. You know what I'm saying? So Exactly. No, but uh, like, I, like I said, we're making big strides here in Oklahoma City Public Schools. Last year, in the entire district, we won zero championships. State championships. That's what we get based on. This year, my school, like you've already said, we're putting up medals and stuff. First school, it already has three championships in the entire district, the entire state. ACAC champs in girls, ACAC champs, uh, runners-up in uh, cross-country, boys and girls. So we're making strides on the east side, things that in sports that we've never even done before. Cross-country, you think that a lot of kids on the east side of Oklahoma City want to do cross-country, even know what long-distance running is? This is new for us, so we're doing a lot of great strides. But even at the high school level, one thing that I'm really proud of is Star Spencer High School's got a chance to win this uh, gold ball this year. Class in SAS, girls what, and what boys. Is, what is this sport? Basketball this year. You said gold ball? Gold ball. The what goal, is that? Uh, so in championship basketball, there's only, two, there's only two balls. Is If you make it all the way, you have a chance for the gold ball. That's first place. Oh, okay, okay. It's like a trophy. It's the trophy. Okay, okay. Silver ball, second place. Even if you went to, like, the semifinals, there's no third place game. We only... We only crown the champs, so those okay. are the only two. So Star Spencer's got a chance. Class and SAS girls and boys have a chance, uh, and I think Northwest Class has a chance. So we have a we're making strides that have never been seen from a school district that has one zero. Now we got a chance to win win a lot of stuff this year, and I yeah. mean these are just differences, not just myself. Like I can't just take all the credit. 
we're working. I work with 19 other athletic directors in the entire district that we're making great strides. We're making a lot of different things to make possibilities for our kids. And I think that we're, uh, we're doing a lot better this year and we just keep on moving, advancing, progressing for years to come. So you uh, go school to school or you guys stay at the, like, uh, where do you off, where do you uh, office so out of? Me, because I said I'm on the middle school level, I'm at the, I work for uh, Douglas High School. I work for their middle school division. I work for Moon Middle School and I work for every single elementary school beneath it. That's Thelma Parks, Edwards, Martin Luther King, and a few others. What do, uh, so for elementary nowadays, what is it looking like? Because back then, I think they, the only thing they, you could right. do was track. That was the exactly. only thing. So a lot of people... The, uh, we're making a lot of great strides now. This is, what, uh, this is why I'm saying this. Fifth and sixth graders are finally able to compete in athletics. First time ever. There, we, we made a whole league for them called the Police Athletic League called PAL. PAL, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we've had it for a few years. So now we're making better strides. I played PAL. Exactly. <laughs> Some people have played PAL. Uh, but now every school's got it that are fifth and sixth graders, not just a few selected schools. So now, well, it now used to be that you had to go separately, like it wasn't even a school thing. So now right, it's incorporated right. oh, exactly. into, oh, that's tight. It's completely just right there. So now uh, kids learn the foundational uh, belief system of making good grades. That means I get to play, doing foundational things of how to actually play basketball. So instead of getting them to seventh and eighth grade, you get them at a younger age. And now the big news is we're working with the YMCA and YWCA to get our kids in the third and fourth grade so they even start learning about better grades at a younger age. Because if we can start them even younger, man, those are going to be great strides that we can make here in the district, we can make here for the entire state of Oklahoma just to keep on growing. So we're hopefully going to be able to get even more people in athletics, more people graduating, more people doing better things for the entire state which is great things for our entire community. Yeah. So that's what I that's what I'm excited to see really. That's crazy. Yeah. Put it mm -hmm. put in yeah, put it in for the city. Hell yeah. So if I wanted to be an athletic director, can I what do I have to do? Right. So to be an athletic director here in Oklahoma City Public Schools is number 1 is you obviously have to be an educator. So that means you have to you have to have your teaching degree, you have to have your bachelor's degree, you have to be a teacher and you just have to want to be with kids all the time. That means you have to be supportive with our children. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not easy. Every right, day. right, right. Because some people, I mean, they've been phenomenal coaches here in Edmond, Moore, or the surrounding area. They're just not used to the kids yet. That's why I said build better relationships. Uh, so if you want to be an AD, number one is support your kids. Number two is support your coaches and support your teachers. If you can do those three things, you can be an AD tomorrow. And have a bachelor's. You have to have the minimum yeah, bachelor's degree and obviously have a teaching certificate. Uh, I mean, a lot of people that I know could easily be a great athletic director and could better help out our kids because sometimes I see them. Now, I said we have 19 of them. All 19 aren't that great. I, I could. <laughs> I, yeah, I, if I were to go through that path, I could do basketball. I love. Like, right. Like, you can do basketball. Yeah. But like, but like you said before is you see me posting pictures of all our kids. I don't just say, shoot, it's just basketball all the way. No, I choose every single sport. The cheer team is on there, basketball, cross country, uh, track, football, every single sport I support. Softball, every single one. So you, that's why I say you got to support every single one of the kids. And you're basically like the um, – uh, so like when you go, you there's a coach for baseball, soccer, track. You basically go and ask them like what they need or right, like right, what. Right. Yeah, so like what I mean by uh, supporting them 
is literally try and figure out what we need for our kids. If that means better equipment, that means we're trying to build better relationships, like I said. And when it comes to equipment, who funds that? Great people fund that. A phenomenal uh, people fund it. We, uh, like who? I just hope uh, Roosevelt has new uniforms. What? Uh, one the, th- these are great people that we get to work with. Oklahoma Cleats for Kids. They make sure that every single child, no ma- if they can't afford it, has brand new cleats, has brand new shoes. So you you look at our basketball team. They're wearing brand new Jordans, brand new Nikes, shoes that cost a hundred some dollars. You just give it to them. It lights up your face because they know. Oh had yeah, them. yeah, bro. That's why I mean, it, lit, it lit up my face. I was over here like, she's slide. Man, I can make a comeback. <laughs> you know, I was excited just to see them. Uh, cross country, they got it for them. Every single sport you can think of. It's it's phenomenal. Uh, fields and future, and this is what people said. People went to Webster, Jefferson, Roosevelt. They've never had a field. You go to every single one of those schools now. They have an entire football field that's built. They I've seen that. Yeah, they've, se- uh, they've seen them here on the south side. Brand new football field that you can all, and we also got brand new goals of soccer. Oh, back then it was crazy. It was, right? now it was that, sad, like man. memories are coming. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. they had a lot of people. They had old beat up tires and shit out there that they you used. Got to. Exactly. I think you have to invest because I think now they're looking at you know they're looking at their surroundings like damn these kids like that went by your time they're like fuck like they didn't have none of that nice they shit didn't. so that it didn't motivate them that much mm-hmm. like when you have right so that's where like they start you know they probably didn't have a good coach a good mentor so like <laughs> hey shout shit. out to coach shell though for at roosevelt I, he was a fucking he, he coached me a couple times and yeah it's, he's uh, it's, the, it's the involvement bro if you have uh if you have you know new equipment new football field new uniforms the coach is engaged you're, you're every like it, that's gonna be and that's, it change it really change it really changes somebody's life right, man it's crazy big part of you. you growing up like if you you like i've seen yeah. people that say thank like thanks I think it was the Rosen was one. I think somebody had. Oh, the I think it was Derek Rose. He had uh, a brother that was. Um, he was in the streets, and he made sure he kept him in the basketball right, sport. Right, right, right. And he's like, thank, yeah. thanks to basketball, I didn't you know follow my brother's step because yeah, he also made sure I was I, there. I have a kid. He posted me, and I got a I got an award. And I mean, I was emotional when I got this award. I'm now in the Dell City Hall of Fame because the kid told me he was suicidal. I didn't know this. You know, he had depression, and I forced him to do wrestling, a sport that he obviously didn't think much about. You wear a little singlet. So you feel you you don't have a lot of confidence in yourself, and you start doing this. He wrote a letter to uh, one of the House representatives, Andy Fugate, and he gave me this letter, and now it's in the Hall of Fame, and it said, thank you for saving my life. He wrote an entire article. It was in the news, and he said, thank you for saving my life. Because if not for you, I wouldn't have the opportunity to graduate from high school. I wouldn't have the opportunity to be in the military now. Things I wouldn't have known about. I was just doing my job. I was trying just to help children out, make sure that they're there. So now, now it's an entire day because he wrote like a whole thing about it. So now it's an entire day, suicide prevention in Dell City High School. And it's called the Oscar Loza Hoyos Suicide Prevention Day in Dell City every year now. And I, and I, could, I, I, I didn't even know about it. They did it for one year already. They presented me with the award, I think, two weeks ago. And I cried when I saw the whole fi- whole video. So, that, I, I mean, these are things like when you guys say, like, coaches change lives. They change lives every single day without even realizing it. So, I, I mean, we're trying to make a lot of big strides and a lot of big differences for our kids and our communities, especially here. Much needed. Much needed. Yeah. But all that has to do. And, and, I'm, I'm... Yeah, and, and when you guys said about jerseys, uh, we have a new partnership, too. 
every three years, we get brand new jerseys. Nike jerseys. Nike. Uh. Oscar's out here fucking. He's on his I, shit, I'm bro. I'm telling you. Today, don't sleep baby. on Oscar, bro. Don't sleep on him, bro. I never sleep on this guy. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing. And, yeah, he, he always... Yeah, he's always doing good shit, man. He's always doing good shit, yeah. man. That's why I had a good feeling about him when I met him. He's like, Qu uh, my bad. Quick question: uh, If somebody wanted to uh, donate to school for you know uniforms or somebody that that's not even involved with the public school, doesn't even have a degree, but right. they have some money and they want to, uh, they just want to donate. How do they go about doing that? Uh, there's a few ways you can donate. So a lot of people just don't have money, so they can always donate their time. Like I said, the PAL League, we always need coaches in the PAL League. You can always apply. There's an app on your phone, Police Athletic League OKC, PAL OKC. You can always try and be a coach. I mean, some people just do it. And that way they can determine, it's like, well, I love doing this. Maybe I can do it at the high school, at the middle school level, you know, just some experience. That is always a phenomenal thing. If you want to donate some money, like I said, Oklahoma Cleats for Kids always gets us cleats. It doesn't matter where you are. It's not just here in Oklahoma City Public Schools that they give that to. That includes every school that can't afford it. That means Tulsa. We've had schools from Lawton go over there. Every single school that needs some help, we're glad to try and help them out. And Fields for Future, they're trying to build, up, build brand new stadiums, build brand new things. So those are two great organizations. Or if you just want to try and donate to your school, just tell them it's going to go to athletics or possibly some of the other programs. Because, uh, like I said, it's not just athletics that I worry about. I try and do a lot of great things. We have a lot of different partnerships, especially – and this is one of the big things that I, I really want to help out more are the young girls that we have in athletics. We, obviously, a lot of people want to focus their time on the boys, but obviously the girls are just as important. They're going to be future leaders because we never know who's in our classrooms. They could be the next president of the United States or they could be an engineer or something. The and next Sir really, like, yeah. uh, Serena Williams, the next. Exactly. You know? So it's like you never know. Like I tell people, I mean, I believe in my kids every single day because somebody believed in me. I mean, you never know who they're going to be. When, they, when kids tell me, I want to do this, Tell them, I believe that you can do this. I've learned that from it's Coach mindset. Jim Valvano. That's all it is. Yeah. You teach him mindset, you mm -hmm. can get as far as you think exactly. you can. Exactly. So on, the, on the last podcast when we had Leo, and he said, I asked him if he wanted to design his own clothes. He, he kind of went back and forth. Right. I was I believe in you, bro. You, you fucking go design your own clothes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. It was like, be, Sometimes yeah, that, that shit was interesting, too, because it's like, yeah, just because he's, he got overwhelmed because there's so many, like, clothing brands and this and that. But, like, bro, there's... There's never enough, bro. There's like what six billion people. Yeah. What, what is it like? Seven population? billion people in the world. Yeah. Uh, come on, son. Don't like, get me wrong. The clothing business is the toughest bu business in the world. But if you got the desire, you got the strength, and you got the everything to do it, I can guarantee you're gonna make it. I mean, let's look at Fubu. Fubu was nothing. Now, for us, by us, is one of the biggest clothing markets in the entire world. You just have to be ahead of the curve. That means don't make a shop. Don't be like a J.C. Penny. You got to try and start local and try spreading out your business. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, sports is a big thing and just mindset. See, that's uh, that would be cool, too, to uh, get pub the public schools to maybe have, like, a creative department. That would be fun, man. Like, yeah. going so in there. Say creative, what do you mean? Like, if there's, because I know there's a lot of kids that want to do music. They want to do yeah. videos. They want to do. Right. But, like, when I was in school, you couldn't even, I mean, if you. Because it, it wasn't an opportunity. Yeah, there wasn't no opportunity. Yeah. So, if you had, like, a, let's say after school, instead of going to a football practice or you would, you go to film the film, that would it's be crazy. fucking. And, and now that you say the creative side, it's crazy because, like, there was, uh, I don't remember who was it, but. 
Oh, Casey Neistat. He's a YouTuber vlogger. So he said when he went to a classroom and they asked him, like, what, what he asked the kids what they want to be when they grow up. And he said may, probably like 90 percent of the kids said like YouTuber. Yeah. yeah. So, See, like, when I was in uh, uh, high school back then, I went to a journalism camp and they asked us like uh, what we wanted to do when we grow up. And that's what I put on my thing. Like I wanted to be a. A YouTuber, and I was like in tenth grade. You Back, see that? Yeah. yeah, like on the newspaper on my little thing. You can still see it. Like we had, we had like a profile of every person yeah. in the thing, and it said, and like I wanted to be a YouTuber. But I was in like tenth grade, so back then the closest thing I could do was that journalism camp, which was like, but it wasn't no, it was it was just like, like um, journalism. So it was just one camera, like real dry news yeah. type shit. But no, but look at look at us now. Look where you, where you are. Sure, yeah, you gotta look strides. at it that, that way, bro. I think uh, somebody believed in it. You believed in yourself, and we're making strides. I actually, had my English teacher, Miss Classic, hit me up like three weeks ago, and she said uh, she wanted me to go talk to one of her students because he was confused and like lost, didn't know what to do. And she said that she, that he remind he reminded her a lot of me when I was back in high school. So she was like, uh, I'm going to need you to, you know, come talk to yeah. him and stuff. So and should, and really should, man. Did you ended up doing it? Uh, I gave her my phone number and I just told her to let me know when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get back, uh, back you on should. that. You should because um, believe it or not, bro, that shit feels good, man. Making a difference in any way you can. Maybe talking yeah. to the kid, you know, that, that that feels good, bro. Like it feels like you. And, and it's crazy, too, man, because a lot of times like when in school, when you have those people that come and give a um, speech and stuff. Most of like, there's a lot of times where the kids, they're just glad that they get out of class. They're not even, they don't even give a fuck about what the people are talking about. But if you can impact like four or five of those kids that actually are listening and stuff, one, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, that's always why I get mad. Sometimes some people go like, let's bring back an alumni. You know, I, I never like bringing back alumni sometimes because they only talk about their day and themselves when they were in high school. Shoot, that was 20, 30 years ago. Your time is different than the kids that we have. To and see, that's one of the reasons why I, I felt a little weird when she asked me to go talk to him. Because I'm like, like, I don't really feel like I'm at a place where... You can give people advice. Well, I, and then I don't want to give the kids the wrong advice. And then he goes and fucking, like, does something. And he's like, damn, AV well, <laughs> told I mean, me this. And I now, mean, now I'm I a fucking rock you star. Just, and, uh, you just need to know. know what advice to give. Like, for example, you can't give advice of money when you're broke. So I think, <laughs> the, right, but you, that kid is not asking maybe for that advice. If I were to give somebody advice, it would be on motivation and, like, on on pursuing your dreams because like right now you know like and see now i'm at a good place because i graduated barber school i'm we got this going you right, know right, so i can tell them something right you, know? you can tell them something, tell them something like yeah. the, the 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 times you were where you wanted to quit but you haven't quit and then it's paying off because right now you're gonna the, the time in high school i actually it was funny because i was valedictorian in my class but i didn't apply for any colleges i just went to bar like i, I was like, i'm just gonna go to barber school right. so everybody that when you go up they tell you they tell them like uh, my school, at least, it was really academic, so it was like, he's going to OU, she's going to UCO, she got a ride, a scholarship here. Mine, it was like, I was valedictorian, and it said, uh, JB's Barber College. <laughs> <laughs> Look, boy, you followed your dream, man. You took a chance. You know right, many, and then that's, that's... You know how many people don't take a chance? And yeah. I think optimism, I like, I could give what? people advice of that, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're in episode 10 right now, but in a year, we're going to be in episode fucking 30, 40. Right. And who knows, a hundred, you know, and, and it's just like, 
Yeah. I, I always like, I'm not afraid to switch things up. That's another thing. Like if I like something and it's new, I'm going to try it and I'm going to go for it. And I'm, gonna, yeah. now I'm not afraid to switch it up. So I think um, I can tell people like, you know, I didn't have the best, you know, the best things growing up. I didn't have the best childhood, but I'm here. You know, yeah. I'm here. I'm, I'm motivated. I'm, I'm looking for the next step. I'm looking for the next thing and I'm looking to just grow. So that's, I think, the advice I can give people. And I have impacted one of my friends. You know, uh, shout out to Patrick. I impacted him because he, on a, some real shit, he talked to me the other day. He told me, like, bro, like, I'm not worried about going out anymore. I'm not worried about drinking. I'm not worried. So about- you've impacted me from the, the few months you've met me. I was like, fucking drinking a lot and now I, I still do but it's like yeah there's certain days where we're here like we're working we're pod like, like on saturday instead of fucking going out we were here podcasting you know so and that, that kind of gave you like all right i'm not gonna do this shit i'm not gonna go out i'm gonna focus on the podcast and like that's tight bro and it, when he told me that shit bro to for me to to to, to take a single person that's just young as shit because that nigga's just about to be 22 and be like he was like bro i'm, I'm working on my personal training I got all A's at school. I'm focusing on getting my bread up, like, with my dad and learning more shit. So he told me that shit. He was like, oh, I got to shout you out, bro. Like, you really helped me out. Like, it's crazy. I didn't think I would be saying this shit. I was like, damn. Like, to me, it was, it was, it was you know. to me, it was Humbling. Just, yeah, humbling. Like, fuck. Like, that, that's just in any way you can. Like, you can just impact the people that surround you. I think that's amazing, you know. At what point so, did you decide that uh, you were going to do this? Uh, like working with kids and with kids and, and actually making an impact, right? So because you could have easily took your talent, your right, and right, right. went so, and made money and yeah. because, because I know you wanted to do a couple of other things. And... I had a lot of different interests and I really did. And I'll say this: when I was in college, my old high school coach he cho- he moved from uh, Southeast High School. He moved over to Dell City Public Schools, Mid Dell Public Schools, and he just saw me one day, right? And he just said, "Hey, I could use some help here in wrestling." I was in college, I was playing sports, and I was just at, and I, you know, I don't have all the time. After my season's over, I'll try and help you out. And he understood, and he said, all right, see, my season ends, I go straight over to him, and I start helping out the kids. Now, two years later pass, I graduate from college, uh, I get my first real job, I become a store manager. I become a store manager at Sprint. Shout out to Sprint. Shout out to Shit, Sprint. that was tight. No. That's where I, where I learned how to yeah. sell, like tickets, you know, to the next selling. level. Oscar, you know, put me uh, under his wing, like, hey, I'm gonna teach you this, that. Yeah, so, oh yeah, bro. Oh yeah. Uh, because so, I, what, it, bro, that's crazy how that shit works. We all met at Golds. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I met Av at Golds, mm-hmm. and then it's the funny story is I went there to get a membership. Av was the one that gave me like the tour around right. the gym, and then I told him like. Bro, are they hiring? After yeah. I gave him like a fucking 30 minute tour, bro. I'm like, you should have just told he me. He asked my, about my goals. My goals, about what I want to do, <laughs> like where I want to be. I was doing my job, man. He was doing his job. And I'm already like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. And then at the end of the conversation, I was like, are you guys hiring? And then AV, he's like, I'll be right back. And he went and got the manager and like I talked to her and then it was raps. So in that process, I. I met Oscar because Oscar would come in. Like, he was a friendly guy, so he was he always say, would say, what's up? And somehow, I guess the name tag, he would memorize my name. So he'd be like, what's up, Darwin? I'm like, oh, cool. You know, <laughs> shit. I, probably the one thing. only one that would There's say it. Yeah, thing. the only one. Everybody just comes, can't say, what's up, bro, or whatever. Remember this, we used to always come get a pre-workout and some cookies. And- yeah. <laughs> 
I still eat the cookies. You can see my Those cookies were good. I never and say no to the cookies, man. They were high in protein, bro. Like man, how, high in protein. Oh God. I, I I wish I didn't gain the weight from them, but man, oh, they were good. Shit, they they still good, bro. Shout out to Carrie, but I used to I used to get one. I used to pay for one, and then I would eat the the, the other one. Okay, so it's you. you, uh, you okay, okay, so. Yeah, I met Oscar by that, and then he kind of – I saw him with a Sprint shirt. That's why I asked, like, oh, you work at Sprint? And then he was like, yeah. So I was like, man, give me a job there because I'm trying to make more money because I already had, like – my time was already due at goals. I wasn't making money, and then I wasn't going to do the personal training thing. So, yeah, he, uh, you know, hooked me up and taught me the – you know, took the sales into, like, another scale. And I was actually good. I was probably yeah, top performer there as soon as I got there. So that's, like – that's when I knew I was, like, on some different shit because – not only did I learn the shit like on at goals, I, I was watching you guys sell, watching Carrie, and then also watching uh, uh, the personal training thing. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot of shit, but then like Oscar just took that to the next level, and that and that and, that and that and that kind of sparked. And I was as soon as I got there, I, I knocked down the number one person that was Aaron. Shout out to Aaron uh, yeah. from uh, he's in Houston right now. Uh, he was the top dog, and I knocked him out. I was like, I'm going, I'm coming for that. I'm coming for that yeah. time. I told him too, and I told him like, "Hey, bro, I'm cool with you and shit, but I'm coming for your, I'm coming for your spot, you know." Yeah. And that's what exactly I what loved, I did. But trust me, being the manager there, I loved it. I made so much money with you too. I really did. I was like, "Yeah, Oscar was you number keep going one all, like hit the store." Plug, you're in the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm gonna tell you this. This that 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 job was one of the best jobs, just because once again, it all has to do with leadership. Oscar wasn't a boss. Oscar was a leader. Oscar was there to help us out, yeah. help us close, was involved with the customer, would bring us lunch all the time. I was gaining weight, man. That's Oscar for the yeah. first mics and shit. He had all the plugs, bro. He had all the, all the plugs. That shit was awesome. Build relationships. That's yes. what I tell people. He would come and then bring, because the, the next door was a Jersey mic, so he would come yeah. up with two subs, footlongs. I'm talking footlongs. All right, Oscar, you didn't have to pay for that. I didn't pay for it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Okay, you know. So, yeah, I learned. I learned that. Took a little piece from my girl. <laughs> Those were the days, and it goes back to like that was one of the best jobs because of the energy. Like I was excited to go to work every day. The the team. Oscar was a leader, so he taught me that, and and it just after that when I knew my potential and I knew I I, I reached my peak. That's when I moved to the next thing, which yeah, was AT and T. And uh, the commission structure was bigger. Everything was bigger. And Oscar helped me out with that. He was cool with it. He was like, on to the next. And yeah, back when you were in, in Sprint, what was your goals back then as far as like career? Because I remember you were well, like. Well, every know. single place that I've ever been to, I've always just never wanted to stay where I'm at. No matter what. So I graduated with a degree in communication. So I thought Sprint, telecommunication, it's in the name. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. So. I thought that's where I was going to be, be in, you know, I have like a minor in business, going to be better helping out people. And, you know, after a while you just start doing it and start doing it, start doing it. It just becomes monotonous. And I wasn't, I wasn't in love with it. I really wasn't. I leave that job. I become a college professor because I finished my master's degree and I'm do and I'm starting to teach again. First time ever. Did you take a pay cut? Huh? I took a huge one, huh? I went from six figures down to like no figures, if that helps you out. And I started thinking about it. And I was like, man, I have a lot of fun here, uh, you know, teaching, but it's just not all the fun I can be. And I started thinking about it. I was like, what was the most fun that I did? That I remember. So when you say teaching, you was a teacher, right? So I was Cause... a college professor teaching. How was that experience? Like, because I know you, I remember you would tell me, hey, right. I got this job at this college and I'm a teacher. Right, right. So I was teaching at Rose State College full time. And so how was Why that? were you teaching? I was teaching American government 
political science, social studies, you know, history and all that stuff. Main, main thing. Um, so I love doing it. I really did. But the same thing is like, I hate a ceiling is I, they only kept giving me that one class. So I was like, man, you know, it was like, I keep teaching the same class. Comes getting boring. History. You say you were, yeah, you I was te- teaching American government. Uh, so I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Politics always keeps changing, but it's still the same. Yeah. It's same not, material. it's not that like, high and, and, and it's tough because you basically have those people that are in that class probably don't even give a fuck. They're just like, they're, they're, they're there because they have to, they take, have to take that class. And then you have to teach that's the same time. Well, yeah, it is. So that's probably why he got tired. Yeah, of yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, like, yeah, exactly. <sighs> and, and then I got an opportunity. Oklahoma City Public Schools called me up and they said, hey, would you like to possibly be a teacher here? And, you know, I'm thinking, well, geez, you know, what I'm, is this? I'm is this high school or middle school? Uh, high, school. high school. I was at a high school. First job. And I to said, teach what? Uh, to teach history because I'm, I'm certified in history. Like uh, I have my uh, my master's is in history is in political. I mean, don't get me wrong. History is good because history repeats. Yeah. But history teaches you the wrong thing. But history repeats itself, too. Yeah, no, no, it's well, always good to learn. But I think <clears throat> because this is something I don't know who the hell I was t- talking about. But history is like uh, w- really weird. For example, like we have do we have a Columbus Day. Yeah. Right. Why? Because Christopher Columbus came. Right. He never so made it to Christopher Columbus came and discovered America. But my thing is, how is America discovered when there was already people? Like yeah. how? How? That doesn't make sense. You, you want me to tell you something about history? You like, know, when you discover something. He was about to say something. I was saying, I was saying something too, history. but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It's crazy. You know, a lot of people always think history the way you think about it. The way that it's misconstrued, the way that it's done, this and that and the other thing. The way that you just look at it in a book and it's over. You know what history is? It's gossip. That's all history is, is just gossip. What did this person do? Oh, this person did this and that? Shoot, now we're just talking about George Washington's business. You have any idea how you connect that with kids? You know how much fun it is connecting history with kids in a way that they've never seen it before? You have that ability, though. No, no, no. You might have that ability. This is why. You don't like history because you didn't have a teacher that cared about history the way that a lot of people do. Maybe if, yeah. Yeah, If you would have had me. It depends on how. but, But here's the thing, though. Like, it goes back to, like, misconceptions and like misinformation why do you think it's a waste of time because Because of the misinformation right so and i go back to this so they say we have a christopher columbus day right why because he discovered america but he didn't discover it because there were already indians and and you know and people here right so not only did he like he discovered it he also took them for slavery raped a lot of people and yeah yeah so like yeah, yeah, he raped a lot of people and, and he took all of the gold out of all these islands, Puerto Rico, Cuba. He took gold it. In so those if islands. say what? There wasn't gold in those islands. It was what? There was no gold in those islands. Yes, there was. Okay. No, 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 no. I know my story, bro. No, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. Puerto Rico. <laughs> Where'd you learn that from? Puerto Rico schools? Yeah, no, 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 no. I know, I know, I know a little bit of my history. Put it up, Amy. Uh, uh-uh, uh, I know, I know Puerto okay, Rico. Karen. Puerto Rico gets its name because of. The ri- how rich they were in gold. That's 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 where yeah, and it, it, you know Spanish. We all know Spanish. Puerto Rico. Puerto means port. It's a and rich it's, port because it's a, it was like rich a, sp- port. a stopping ground. The reason it's called Puerto Rico is because it's rich because you could stop in Puerto Rico and you could transport everything. Look no, at your face right now. No, it doesn't. Not, it does right not. Now. It does look not. They're gonna have to look that up. Anyway. <laughs> my bottom line I can't is talk history because I don't know well, shit. I know, I know at least my history. 
So that's where that name came. Maybe you should on, the, on the next podcast, if we prove him wrong, he's gonna have to fuck oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you you prove me. If somebody in the comment section or is is a history geek, let, hey, prove me wrong. But I, I know my shit. Okay. So so bottom line is, we have you know we uh we got you know this special day for this guy Christopher Columbus and this guy discovered America. Like why? Like I just don't get why. I feel like if people. Like, at least in high school or in elementary school or whatever, they say, like, oh, and, you know, and he discovered America. He's all this right. great person from Spain or whatever. And then when you get older and you do your research, you're like, oh, this guy was actually a douchebag. Like, yeah, he, so, he he's not this guy, you know? So I think, like you said. Why did you want to study history? Or, or yeah, like, why, or why why'd you want to teach it? Why do you want to teach it? Uh, other, you said, like, it's like gossip or whatever, but why, why was your... The real reason is, uh, the real reason I became a history teacher is I loved history. I don't know why. I can't explain it to you, but I loved reading about it. I learned, I love the stories, but I've had great people that would always teach me about, about those subject matters. That's why I loved it. So the way I explain to somebody is the way I was taught. And I make it that a way that you can understand in your time period now. That's how I used to teach history back in the day. But now I just don't teach classes at all. And, I, and, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because you and I miss doing it. That's one reason I became a teacher. And, uh, but the reason, then I started, you know, like doing more athletic stuff, started helping kids out in other avenues. So that's why it, it just changed up everything that I've done. So that's why I'm a big proponent to better help out kids in a lot of different areas. You know what we may have to do? Every month or every two months, pick some political issues that are going on right now and talk about them. Because I, because I, I hate that shit. I hate watching it on the news. I hate. So maybe this will be a good way to 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 do it. <laughs> well, I think it's it's always good, and that, this is why I want to evolve with the with the with the podcast. I feel like if we every guest we bring, we get to know about them, but also keep keep up with the trends and topics and shit. We'll stay even more relevant because it's also good. I like knowing people's background. I like knowing what they did, what got them yeah. motivated and stuff like that. But because I, I don't give a fuck about saying, history, but the way you made you put it as like, okay, that's like right, me so liking like, if, cameras if, if, or if you go more than just just asking them what they do and what they did. Like some people might look at the podcast and be like, I don't give a yeah, fuck. Exactly. But if we talk about a topic that they may in like your history shit, like you, you probably was like, nah, but then like he Start said thinking. something and it triggered like, oh shit, wait, let me see what. Oh, I you mean, know? like, how you remember? Do you remember like he, he said something about the tenth grade, how he believed in himself? Right. Shoot, like it's just a transitional thing. Exactly. Like, before so, you can start moving forward, you got to look at where you've been. Right. That's exactly. I, I think look it's just it. that. That's why I I always say like when there we get to the point where we were, we're history we're, basically. Right. Right. Yeah. So when we're with the guests and we like we already ask them all the questions and at that point it's freestyle. Like, what do you know? What do you keep up with? I know Oscar keeps up a lot of the school community. That's why I think it was. It was the right time to put him in the podcast for to talk about what he does, his career in the school, public school system, and what he wants, you know, what he has planned for the future. So what do you have planned for the future, Oscar? Oh, wait, we, we didn't finish. After history uh, at Rose State, what, what? Oh, yeah, we would. Damn. See, we get a little <laughs> sidetracked or something. No, you don't listen to your own show? <laughs> so, <laughs> That's why I got you, dog. <laughs> That's why we got a good, we got a good person right there. Uh, your uh, headphones are too tight. No. <laughs> Thanks, Molly. I love you, too. So uh, um, if he's roasting me today, shit. So uh, the main thing that I started doing was right when I became a teacher over at Centennial, I thought I was just going to do uh, teaching history class there during the day. And then I would just go back and teach at the college, you know, like like uh, right after school, because I get out at school right at two thirty. I have the whole afternoon off 
and I started talking to a lot of the kids. And Centennial High School was a school that never won in sports. They were really good in basketball. They got two championships in basketball. So that's the only sport they were good in. They were good at no other things. I started talking to them, and I started realizing, man, we have a lot of potential to do stuff here. They just haven't had the opportunities. So I started coaching football there. I, I became the offensive line, defensive line coach. The, the, uh, in that year, I had three children that were seniors offered a full-ride scholarship to go play college football. First time ever that anybody that amount of kids got offered. So you did this uh, being a... a... A teacher and a coach at the same time. Uh, and then football season ends. Then they started saying, was like, well, there's only basketball at the school. There's no wrestling. There's none of these other programs. And I said, well, you know, let's start, let's start a wrestling program. Let's start these other programs. I said, well, we can do that next year. And I said, let's start something today. We started a powerlifting team. First time Centennial High School ever had a powerlifting team. The kid decided, the kid. That is not a thing here, huh? Powerlifting? It's, it's not a thing in the big schools. In the small schools, you know, like the country schools. I think it's tight. It's, it's I think it's cool. You know, like it, it's great. Like the kids were able to go to places they've never been to before. Ever. Lift some heavy yeah, shit. Just, yeah, just lift them heavy yeah, shit. And but it's just an exposure thing too. Right. And then, then that, that maybe spark like yeah. doing uh, powerlifting might spark, you know, him or she loving the gym and like that. Exactly. Another distraction. There you go. So. Yeah, we had a kid uh, that he never did any sports because he was so tiny, right? So no, no coach really wanted him. I said, well, shoot, I'll take anybody, right? I'm going to help him out. Kid's graduating first time in his family from high school. He was a kid that had 30 summer furls every year. Now he's graduating top 10% of his class. Couldn't believe it. Just in powerlifting alone. The other two kids that I had uh, that were just powerlifting, one of them got a full ride to Fort Hayes in Kansas. The other one's got another full ride to another school in East Texas. So, I mean, those are just sports that they never even thought about. Like, you know, they were just saying, what else can I do? Because I don't want to do basketball. I'm not good in basketball. I can't shoot a ball. Shoot, you, you've seen me on the court. I can't shoot a ball either. Ah, but I'm I good know. at other things. I know. That's a big part of uh, engineering your life, knowing what the fuck you're good at. And if right. you if you love something like you like Gary Vee said, you don't have to be the Kobe Bryant. You know, you could be the dude that right. you you, you can be involved in that. You like because be you're big you're big in sports, but you right. find a way to be involved in yeah, it. You know, exactly. with the kids, which I think is awesome. Right. No, and, 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 and yeah, and that's and that's how I started loving it. That's how I started doing it. And then Centennial, uh, we finished a soccer season first time ever. They did. They finished soccer season because it's a, uh, it's a predominantly African American school. A lot of kids that are in the area, even on the east side, that don't play soccer. I mean, I'm not trying to be uh, culturally racist on it, but that's just predominantly they just don't play soccer. So the school that I'm at this year, Moon Middle School, it's the first time that ever on the east side they've ever had a soccer team, ever. Just because we're trying to do things, because we keep telling kids like, try it, right? Yeah. Start doing more things. So uh, that's those are things that I want to do. Unfortunately, Centennial closed down that year, and then they, and then I got a great opportunity at Moon Middle School. I had opportunities to go to Edmond, Tulsa, and a lot of other places, but I thought, what school can I make the most difference? And I obviously found Moon Middle School, and it was better. That bug was bugging. Our, My bad for our kids. So now they have more opportunities than anybody else. We have kids out of trouble. Nice. And so you did the thing for Centennial, and that's when you decided to just go full throttle athletic director? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I had a lot of opportunities in other, in other areas. 
because um, like apart from being like a coach, I was also a really good teacher. I had a lot of kids actually pass the state test. They've it's a school that went from an F rating in the state test for that for my class. It went to a C rating. So, I mean, that's a that's a big jump. That's a jump. Yeah. Like two letter grades. That's human. So in fucking five years, you might bring it up to a A. You a know? Plus. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He said, whoa, whoa. <laughs> God damn let's, let's stay at the C. I'm, I'm happy we're getting there. Let's just Maybe not get too ahead. Let's not get too ahead here. Fuck. We're happy just finishing stuff. <laughs> I'm happy them graduating. Like, this, this is my goal. Just graduate. Oh, shit. So... So what's your plan for the future, man? Well, the big plan is I got a few other opportunities outside of OKCPS. You know, I'm hoping to stay in the district I really am. Because um, this is the district that I grew up in. You know, my mom's still part of the district. She's a teacher there. So I love OKCPS more than most other people because I, I have a big background there. I have a history in it. But other districts also have great kids. And I want to try and help, be able to help out more students and if that means being in Tulsa Public Schools, Putnam City, I'm going to be there to better help out the other students and opportunities to help myself grow because I don't want to just stay just in one area. I don't want to just stay stagnant. That's why I left Middale because they said, like, you're only going to stay here. And I understood that. So I have to look at other opportunities where I can grow and develop my talents and be able to help out more people. So that's, that's the main reason I'm. Uh, we have some... Opportunities in May. After nice. So, if you had to go back in time five years in the past mm -hmm. and had to talk to yourself or tell yourself something, what would it be? Any changes or anything? Learn how to do a jump shot. Learn how to develop <laughs> a, jump a jump shot. That's no, it. Uh, <laughs> God damn. If you could, man, you could, looking back five years. Yeah, if you had to tell yourself, get away from Jersey something Mike's. like, hey. Don't do this, dumbass. Uh, do this. I, I've done a lot of dumb stuff. Through, uh, or do this better. Right. Than, like take a different path or whatever. What would don't, it be? Uh, what I would tell myself is don't get discouraged. Like literally, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And that gets you discouraged. Because you, you see an obstacle, you get a bump in the road, and people say, stop telling you. Like, this is a stop. This is a stop. This is a stop. So don't get discouraged. Keep on going forward because there is a path for you. You may not see the bigger picture. But I can guarantee you that if you keep on going, you will get there. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. I never thought I'd be coaching or being an athletic director in Oklahoma City Public Schools. I left, I left and I thought I was going to have different opportunities. But I came back because I love doing this. So just don't stop. Once you stop, you're going to stay there. That's what I would tell myself. Don't get discouraged. Don't stop and believe in yourself no matter what it is. Because in 10 years from now, I may not be in education anymore and find something else that I can help other people in. So that's what I keep, that's what I would tell myself and other people around me. That's, that's fucking crazy, man. That is fucking crazy. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, I'm, I'm big on that shit. I, I support that because I'm big on that. Just chasing your dreams and going for what mm -hmm. you want, man. So any other questions, Oscar? Damn, this fool's high today or something. I know. I know, man. What? Got that big daddy purple. Any questions, Aaron? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you want anything else you want to say, Oscar? Now's the time. Well, I mean, we got a lot of different things now we focus on because basketball is still really uh, in the end. This is a curious thing. My bad, Oscar. 
But I just thought about this right now. You know how I get crazy fucking random thoughts, but at every job I've been, I, I think I've, I've built like a little, like I, I build a relationship with somebody, you know, like, like I thought about it right now. Like Gold's Gym was you. Sprint was you. AT&T was Jeffrey. Shout out to Jeffrey. T-Mobile was uh, uh, Roberto and Braulio. Shout out to them, my homies. When I went to Cox, it was uh, Travis and Dante. Shout out to them. My math teacher told me uh, one day that out of every job, even the shittiest job he had, he didn't regret it because he's, I don't even remember what I did at that job, but the people I met. I think that, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going back, but I can go back. And I think in every job, you just meet somebody that you fuck with hard and like, you establish that relationship. And even if you're getting paid seven twenty-five, you know, you get to meet some fucking like cool if people. I were, if I weren't, yeah. If I never, if I never went, you know, if I never would have applied to Gold's Gym, I, I didn't think I learned the shit I learned and like yeah, observe and shit. So that's and you kept going, like going back to that. You, you when you saw that there was no more opportunity there, you were like, fuck, let's go to the, you know. Yeah, but you were, but you were always on the same path of, of, of like that goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, which, is, which is, you know, to be right. to be better. Um, Who's winning the chip? NBA. NBA? Man, is that even a question anymore? You got to give it to the Los Angeles. Okay. And now that we're in that topic, I think, wait, wait, who? Who, who though? Oh, you got I, me. I, I, I just remember I just there's Los two Angeles. teams. I, I, I was confident on it. I hope we didn't get it. I got the Lakers. Okay. Okay. All right. No argument there, right? So What's before we wrap this up. You know, we got the jersey. We're repping the jersey. And to this day, you know, like, you know, Kobe, you know, tragic uh, loss. But how did that news impact you? And, and man, uh, could you believe it? Like, kind of talk about that, man. There are a few players in the entire world that transcend sports. Kobe Bryant's one of them. If you think about it, you may not have a clue what the sport is. But you know who Cristiano Ronaldo is. You yeah. know who Messi is. Yes. You know who LeBron James is. A lot, Kobe Bryant was one of the people that not only cared about the NBA, but he made such a big impact everywhere he went to. Did you know who those players were that Oscar mentioned? Yeah. And you Everybody don't fuck with the sports. Knows. You don't fuck with none of them. Yeah. It's That's a, crazy. It's crazy. So it's, it's, it's true. It's and true what you're I, saying. And Kobe Bryant was one of the people that, and every he knew what six languages. It was crazy, right? Six? I've heard him. I, heard, I only heard him speak Spanish, but it sounded. Yeah, Italian. Real sh- I think uh, French too. I think French. So, uh, bro, yeah, it was crazy. Doncic speaks. He knows them all, man. So like, it's crazy to me. So he was able to transcend sports by speaking with people, bringing other countries into it, making it more global than what it was. He didn't just like show up, uh, right, ball right. out, get his check, and say no. fuck it. Like he actually yeah, took the yeah. time to even right. And and then when he retired, he uh, he invested more time in women's athletics because he only has daughters. So women's athletics with Gigiana, he was uh, doing bigger things with the WNBA, with college basketball. He's actually, a lot of people don't know this, he's actually one of the main reasons why the college basketball uh, <clears throat> championship is on ESPN on prime time. It used to be on ESPN too, now it's on ESPN regular because Kobe Bryant was able to help out with that situation. And I think with that, it, it goes back to like Kobe did more than just basketball, you know, and, and I yeah. think that's like if we can do something – more than what we know, or like for example, we do this, but we if we can do more, like help the community, like or like, like if we can figure out, a, like I told, like go to the schools and talk to these kids, yeah, like, like look, we have these podcasts, we have this, you know, just, boom. just yeah, yeah, just be more than just a podcast or a you know a film and like just do more than that, like 
like I said, like just be involved with the community. I hope they keep the uh, what it was the Mamba Academy. Yeah, yeah, hopefully they keep that going, man. Because that's like I think if it, if any way they could keep his name alive, yeah. Oh, he's not gonna die, bro. His name is always gonna be there. But no, I'm saying no. I know that, but I'm saying he would love that probably. You know. If, yeah. Well, you you know what the crazy part is, and you know what the sad part is too about the whole thing is. He didn't have to retire from the NBA. He could have still been playing for another X amount of years. But the reason he retired was because he said he wanted to give more time to his family. He gave 20 years to a league. Exactly. And only two or three years afterwards. I get it. It's, it's I get the craziest it. thing. I get it, man. Kobe is like, he's a, he's a, a workaholic. That's why yeah. he wanted like, all right, I, did, I, I gave 20 years of the game. I gave 20 years of myself to the game. This guy spend little time with his family because he was the first one in the gym taking these shots finding ways to improve and he just wanted to be the best he was just a workaholic it it kind of goes like he looked up to jordan because jordan was that workaholic and he transitioned so how many years did he get with uh to spend with you said three with his family after he retired like after he retired he, he was only out of the league for three years yeah i mean don't get me wrong like he did everything in his power to be with his family. He said he was early in the gym so he could still spend breakfast with his family. After games, he'd still try and yeah. make sure that he go, uh, saw his family for a moment. Still went back to the gym afterwards. So he devoted his time while he was playing in the league. But man, I mean, that's it's sad. heartbreaking. Well, even the whole helicopter thing, like he probably, he did the helicopter thing to, to uh, kill time to spend with his family and it ended up being the thing that yeah. That's just the. It's, that's one of those tragedies, man. That if that's like one. My bad. It's one of those tragedies where people could be mad at the world and be like, God, why? But it's like, cause this dude was doing everything positive, everything right. It's fucking yeah. crazy, man. But like exactly. I said, like I said before at the beginning, I said sports brings people together. The moment that that the that the crash happened, you saw. Not only the city of Los Angeles coming together. The world. You saw the entire NBA coming together. You the saw, world. You, exactly. You saw the country. You saw the world. Dubai, bro, had like, the purple and, and yellow lighted. Like the, the purple and their tallest building. Yeah, it, it was crazy, man. Like to me. That's how I say it. He transcended sports more than a lot of people realize. So his memory is going to live on. I still have kids, you know, like I see them all the way and tra- uh, try and just throw something in the trash. They just yell out, Kobe. You can't, you can't, like, that's just a must, like, so, with that, it kind of made me realize, bro, like, the day I die, I want to, I want to be remembered in any way I can, you know, when it comes to community, because just, Kobe impacted me, and like I mentioned, I was not a fan of him, you know, I admired his game, he was a top dog, and the reason why I hated Kobe in that time, it was like, he was schooling LeBron when he was in the Cavs, like, bro, this is my LeBron, bro, this is my guy, you know, like, he was just schooling them, but he had all the reasons, because this guy was the badass, like, this guy Mm -hmm. was the top dog, so, you know, him passing away made me realize it's like, damn, I want to be remembered. You know, I want to be remembered in any way I can. And Kobe taught me that, you know, the, a lot of shit, like Mamba mentality, like you got to be there. You got to be the first one there. You got to. Put- and it's one of those corny things, cliche or whatever, but like his legacy is going to he did what he had to do to leave a good legacy. Like you can go on YouTube right now and get some motivation from so, Kobe Bryant. You know, that's right. something that he's dead right now. He's still motivating so, people. So, and then this, yeah. and, and this goes to what I like to use as motivation as well. And like, so you have Mayweather, right? Which is a big guy, big, one of the best boxers, right? Millionaire. This is so the what? best boxer. The best boxer, right? And you have LeBron James, which he, he is the best NBA player right now, right? If those two go broke, 
and lost everything, who are people going to follow? LeBron. James. Why? I think a lot of people, I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from Mayweather. I think a lot of people are still going to, like but Mayweather. Why, but why, why did you say LeBron first? He's just more positive. He's not that cocky. Exactly. Uh, but I, like I said, exactly. I don't want to take anything away from Mayweather because Mayweather is a exactly. badass. That's the perfect example I like to use. I, don't get, I, I give all the credit of the world to Mayweather because he's the best boxer. But outside of boxing, all I see is he's doing it. Like he's doing I, nothing yeah, against that. That's yeah. him. He's, he chose that path. But at the end of the day, I think it's like everybody's going to choose LeBron because of oh, what he does outside of basketball. Schools. He's a role model. He doesn't, he doesn't take any hate. LeBron is, receives a lot of hate. He ignores it. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous the, 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 the way because, look, you get 100 positive comments and you get that negative comment. Celebrities, everybody, they get triggered. They start. Shout LeBron, out to KD. LeBron. That nigga KD be getting triggered. Yeah, he's soft. But at the end of the day, bro, you the name. You're the big name. Your people want, you know, like, don't pay attention to that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, I think it's because just what LeBron is able to do outside of the court. He built a school. You know, he got all these charities going on. So, mm -hmm. it's like, at the end of the day, that's how I want to be seen. Like, yeah, if I get to that point where I'm successful and I have money, whatever, and I lose everything, I want people to fuck with me yeah. heavily. It's like what... With Gary V. Yeah, and don't forget about the Akron Foundation, uh, Akron Toledo Foundation. If you graduate from the city of Akron, you get to go to the University of Akron for free because of the LeBron Foundation. Full ride scholarship. Doesn't matter if you were first in your class. Doesn't matter if you were 2,900th. Exactly. You, so yeah. I think that's what I'm trying to go for. That's what I'm trying to leave. At least yeah. if it's not that big, at least the people that are surrounded by me that, you know, fuck with me heavily be like, damn, I, like, this nigga Darwin really. What is it called uh, when you die or, or, uh, or obituary? Yeah. Uh, I forgot who said if you if you uh, think you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, write your own or, uh, obituary or whatever the mm -hmm. thing it is. Basically, that's the speech they like they give when you die. So, right. oh, yeah. so like when you like to to find out what legacy you want to leave, uh, leave, write your own, your own. Yeah, write, yeah, write your own. That see what you've they, done. Yeah. See how you can better it, because you know you see a lot of people that make a lot of money, but they haven't done nothing with it. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. And then the, when you have that following, you have a lot of people that look up to you that are watching you. I right. think LeBron, as much haters as he has. He also inspired a lot of people too, just like the Kobe yeah, thing. Exactly. You know, like, Kobe had a lot of haters when he was in his prime, yeah. man, because of how killer he was. Right. So it's like, no, right? And no, exactly. And like you know, like you leave a legacy. And I got, I have a lot of friends that are lawyers, and you know, they're not happy at all. They just go to work. They get they get all this money. They, uh, and then they go home and they they just drink. do some cocaine. You know, you know well, I don't want to say cocaine, but at least they drink. <laughs> you know, and they hang out God. with me. And they're like, Oscar, I don't get. It. How are you so happy? I was like, How are you? Are you so positive all the time? I was like, I make t at least twice as much money as you, at least. I was like, how in the world can you live that lifestyle? I was like, because I love what I do every single Priorities day. Priorities and standards, how, maybe. Yeah. Like, he got his shit. Because I'm not having to lie for a motherfucker on the stand, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's an I think, odd yeah. feeling. It's like a soul thing, I think. Like, right. do you, a lot, of t a lot of times people, that's when they say that you sold your soul or whatever. It's like when you're doing something that doesn't fill you just for the money, then it. Right, right. you right. chasing the bag. And you're I mean, prime example, you went from making six figures to no figures. But... To no figures. Yeah, man. Well, shit, let's wrap it up, man. This was a good-ass conversation. Thank you very much, Oscar. It was a pleasure always having you here. You know what I'm saying? So, ladies and gentlemen, episode 10 is in the books. So stay on the lookout for that. We're going to wrap this podcast up.
Peace, peace, peace. Shout out to AV once again behind the camera. We out. <laughs>